0: Hey there, Duke fans. Welcome to episode 282. It's an emergency podcast. We had to jump on moments ago, literally just moments ago. The news came out that Jalen Johnson, the star freshman for the Duke Blue Devils, would be opting out of the rest of the season um, to prepare himself for the NBA draft. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm not sure. I guess, did it say prepare for the NBA draft? I'm not sure if it technically said that. They said he was opting out of the rest of the season. I think we know that Jalen Johnson is headed off to the NBA. I am Jason Evans. We're gonna quickly hop on and, and give you our reaction to this. Joining me also are Sam Klein and Donald Wine. By the way, you will notice some of our voices sound different. We don't have our usual setups. We don't have our good microphones, all that other stuff. We're giving you the raw, the honest, the immediate reaction that we get. Sam, how you doing this evening? Tell me, tell me how you heard about this.
1: I heard about this because you texted us that we have to get on and talk about it i i had looked away from my phone for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden it was jason evans seven o'clock right now it's 7 15 jason evans texted us at seven o'clock guys i think we have to do a show tonight because Jalen johnson just opted out of the season so <laughs> i am i am as we're talking i'm and, and i also full disclosure here because we might as well this is all like happening minute by minute i then jason called me and was like i guess we're doing the show now and i was like I, I don't know, should we wait like an hour to find out? Nope, we're just doing it. We need to, we need to talk about it. We don't know Do what's gonna live. come out tonight. It's late, so let's say hi to Donald.
2: Hi, I'm here. I literally, this is how I found out. I'm still in the place that I found out, which is my car. Um, Jason <laughs> called me and I had zero clue what was going on uh, until he told me not three minutes ago, I am sitting in my car outside of my friend's house where I was on my way to dinner. Uh, I just called them. The only thing I have done is seen the tweet from from uh, Goodman. Uh, talk to Jason and talk to my friends and let them know I will be inside in 10 minutes.
0: So guys, let's let's start with this. Uh, and let's talk specifically about the impact on the Duke on the Duke basketball team. You know, pretend like this is a season ending injury. I don't want to get into the reasons behind it yet. We will get into that in a little bit. But just the impact on the Duke team, Sam, I'll begin with you. We should note, and we've been talking about this, Jalen Johnson's role on this team has been greatly diminished the past couple games.
1: The team has actually changed a lot in the last few weeks, not just with Johnson's injury from, from you know, a couple, now it's a couple months ago where he was out for a few weeks. During that time, Jamin Breakfield was playing a lot in his absence, and I think, you know, Breakfield was getting like 15, 20 minutes a game. He's now fallen off even though Jalen Johnson's time has also fallen off, mostly in favor of Mark Williams, who is playing an expanded role, not exactly the same role that, that Jalen Johnson or Jamin Brakefield was playing, but just soaking up those minutes and, and then giving them also to the other guys, the, the freshmen and then the, also, the upperclassmen who have progressed. So as far as like the last week goes from, from what we've seen from Jalen Johnson, this doesn't actually make a huge impact on Duke. Mark Williams is playing a lot. Uh, Matthew Hurd's playing a lot. That's about as much big man as, as Coach K is going to deploy in a normal season anyway. So what I'm curious most about is if we see more of Jamin Brakefield and Henry Coleman as a result of this, as opposed to, to, does he just fill in with this sort of expected Wendell Moore, Jeremy Roach, DJ Stewart, everybody getting like 32 to 35 minutes a game?
0: Yeah, no, I think you're, you're pretty accurate about that. And I actually think we will see A little more, especially of Jamin Breakfield. Coach K in the postgame after the NC State game was was very praising of Jamin Breakfield, Uh, and it was Breakfield's most minutes since Jalen Johnson came back from injury. And to some extent, you can see, you know, as Breakfield, you know, has has risen, Johnson is the guy who's fallen off, and 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 obviously, and Mark Williams as well. Mark Williams has has shown that he is going to play you know, close to 20, 20 plus minutes per game. And it's just tough for him and Jalen Johnson to be on the floor together unless Matthew Hurt is in huge foul trouble because Matthew Hurt is the guy who's getting the majority of the minutes, uh, the big man minutes, because he's scoring so effectively right now. Donald, uh, give me your take on what you think this does to the team.
2: I mean, I think a lot of it's changing in the sense that Mark Williams won't have to look to the bench to see if Jalen Johnson's coming in to replace him, right? Like that was initially when Jalen Johnson came back last month from the injury, anyone who came onto the floor when he was not on the, in the game, they'd be playing and kind of, you know, anytime there was a mistake or something, they would have to look towards the bench to see if Jalen Johnson was coming back in. Well, as Sam alluded to in the last game, he only played eight minutes. And I think we've seen a, a, a shift in his pattern of how he was playing. But now Mark Williams and, and Matthew Hurt or anybody else, right, Matthew Hurt's not coming out of the game for Jalen Johnson, but any other guy, they can play with a little bit more uh, consistency. They can play with a little bit more confidence that if they do make a mistake, they don't have to look to the bench and see, oh, well, they're just going to bring in someone else because we don't have that many guys left uh, that are getting consistent minutes. Jalen Johnson was the one guy on the bench as of right now, r- along with Jordan Goldwire, who – was getting consistent minutes over 10 until the last week or so. So him being out of the picture means that Mark Williams, uh, even like Henry Coleman, if you further down the bench, Jeremy Jer- uh, Jamin Brakefield, those guys aren't going to have to uh, look to the bench and see if someone's coming in for them. They can play with a little bit more confidence, and hopefully that'll make them play better on the court. By the
1: way, looking forward to next year, Duke has, at the moment, a two-man recruiting class coming in of Paulo Banquero and A.J. Griffin. They are not really affected by Jalen Johnson. We have all been operating under the assumption I think all this time that Jalen Johnson is out at the end of this season, regardless. And you know he's he's like the the talented forward. Both of those guys coming in next year are talented forwards. Neither of them is a primary ball handler and they're not centers. So that's basically the 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 breakdown of of player types that we have nowadays. So those guys come in next year and we're expected, I think, to, to log both log a lot of minutes because of this change for Duke. And I, and I granted, it's only a few more weeks of the season, but the opportunity here for both Jamin Breakfield and Henry Coleman to get just a bit more seasoning before those guys come in could actually have an effect on them getting minutes next year relative to those other guys. Because guess what? There is going to be, regardless of what happened this year, and I, and I know we don't want to speculate too much on, you know, whose fault this is if anybody what Jalen Johnson is thinking, et cetera. I think over time, maybe we'll learn more about that, but we don't know right now. What we do know is that there will be some amount of soul searching going on in the program about the way that they worked with Jalen Johnson. And to the extent that that affects the relationship that, that the program has with either Bancaro or AJ Griffin next season can only be good for Jamin Breakfield and Henry Coleman. So I know that's a little far in the future and and we'll certainly talk more over the summer about it, but it's something to keep in mind as we're watching the end of the season and the development of these freshmen who haven't gotten a ton of minutes yet.
0: I want to, in just a moment, sort of get to the reasoning behind this, but before I do, uh, Donald, wrap up. You know, g- give me a little bit more on what how you think it affects the current Duke team.
2: Well, I think you know, and this is obviously coming out sort of out of left field, but it's poignant in the sense that not four hours ago, I was hanging out with my best friend, who also went to Duke with me, was in Meyer Court with me. We we are we are homies and. We were talking about this team and we were talking about Jalen Johnson in relation to uh, other big time one and done players that come through. Well, I know we we have to speculate a little bit about what's going on. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I think the one thing that I can really say is we know that there is a pattern that has now been established. And that pattern started with him being in high school. Uh, remember his senior year he left his high school team at the beginning of the season because he wasn't getting enough playing time or because he thought he wasn't, you know, getting enough touches and he transferred in the middle of a senior season, which is not something that's recommended. It's not something that a lot of coaches, college coaches, especially will look for you to do. They want you to kind of be with your team and, and finish out your year with the program that got you to the point you were. Now that he has left Duke, we have a pattern of him leaving programs early or leaving because of something and we can talk about what that something is and we may never know what that something is but what we do know is that there is not an established pattern and i don't know how that affects him down the road whether if he goes into the nba draft uh this year or if he transfers to another program that is going to be something that is going to be attached to them
0: yeah i was going to mention that um donald the the fact that you know, you don't want to use the word quit, but Jalen Johnson, like you say, left his high school team, is now leaving his college team. I, I don't, I'm not labeling this kid a problem or anything like that. There are, there are plenty of interesting, you know, potential motivations for all this stuff. I, I do think it should be noted that Jeff Goodman, um, uh, who covers college basketball as well as anybody out there, says that there were issues between Jalen Johnson's camp and the Duke program since early in this season. There's a piece of me that's bothered by these guys having a camp, but I, I recognize that, that that's the reality of the situation. Um, we are now moving into the, the blind, wildly speculation part of the podcast, and, and we will probably say things that we will later regret. <laughs> I hope not, but it's entirely possible. So I'll, I'll start this by saying I think it is possible that Jalen Johnson and his camp saw his diminished role the past couple of games. And, and saw that Duke was maybe moving in ways that were not about featuring Jalen Johnson. I'm not saying that's the only reason he came to school. I'm not saying that was his primary goal or anything like that. But at a certain point, a kid who is looking at being a lottery pick, potentially a high lottery pick, knows that he needs to be featured in certain ways. And he was seeing that not maybe not happen the way he'd hoped for at Duke. And I wonder if there was some concern that if he continued to play eight to – 15 minutes a game which is what he'd been doing lately if he continued to play that kind of a small role scoring you know three five eight points a game maybe grabbing a couple rebounds but not doing all that much if that was going to hurt his draft stock and that suddenly it became dangerous for him to stay at duke if he was going to have a diminished role because it would really affect his nba stock which is still very high at this point what do you think crazy idea or not sam
1: it's not insane. I I do look back at the some some previous examples that aren't exactly analogous to this because I don't think we've seen uh, a time where Duke had an obvious lottery pick who had a diminished role late in the season. But we have had guys like Zion Williamson and Kyrie Irving who were surefire high draft picks, and both of them ended up being number one draft picks who had injuries and came back. And I I I, I do wonder. I, we're gonna. We'll find out something, I think, in the next few weeks about how this situation differs from that, and I don't necessarily want to speculate too much because there's also a possibility here that Duke has done wrong by Jalen Johnson, and we just don't know yet.
2: Yeah, and honestly, so there's a couple of things that I'm thinking about, right? The first thing is this. When you come to Duke, doesn't matter who on the team, everyone on the team was the top dog at their school, may have been the top dog in their conference, may have been the top dog in their state, may have been one of the top dogs in the nation, most likely. But at the same time, all of these guys are now big fish in the same pond at Duke. We're not, it's not like you, you have an established hierarchy of who's going to be the man every single year. We may know, but it comes through the competition, it comes through the practice. And sometimes Duke doesn't line up the guys the way that they would line up as a professional if you take a look at you know the 2016 team where we had jason tatum and harry giles like no one thought that they were going to be as stellar especially jason tatum in the nba if you just took a look at what they did at duke because they they unpacked their backs they got into the system they put their game to match the system that was going to work for the team as best as possible i don't think that necessarily happened here and uh, that might be the, the thing that has to be evaluated by the coaching staff and by the program over the next few weeks and months. But it seems like there is some disconnects between Jalen Johnson's camp and, and Duke. At the, same, at the same time, yeah, I get it. You want to be able to shine. You want to be able to get that. But what better way to do that than to stand out as the best player at Duke, right? The, most, most players, if you have that, and you say, hey, this guy led Duke. This guy was one of the best players Duke's had. That, that brotherhood, that D-U-K-E across your chest and next to your name on every roster that you'll ever be on the rest of your life, that will carry you. That will help carry you. Your game will, will get you to places, but that'll help. And he's going to go throughout the rest of his career and he's going to have Duke next to his name, but it's going to seem kind of hollow to some, and I understand why it would and i think oh it, that's all i'll say without really speculating on all the details but i do think that part is very clear that there is some disconnect and we're going to have to he's going to have to figure out what that is and really how that figures into the rest of his career
1: by the way before we wrap on this show because i'm sure we'll talk about this again i just want to get this in very quickly i hope that everything is okay with jalen johnson you know again we we don't yes. know the whole story yes. there is some Absolutely. good speculation out here about what's going on but we hope everything's okay with him we hope everything's okay with the program there is more unknown this year than there normally is even around topics like this and and you know duke is not the only school that is going to deal with a player deciding to leave early pandemic or not you know draft lottery pick or not so I, as of now you know given that we don't know anything i just hope everyone is safe and okay and and doing fine because, because it's a really stressful situation, not just if you are a team that is underperforming right now, but if you are anybody living in the world of the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, I just wanted to, to make that known.
0: Yes, I completely agree, Sam. Um, the, the bottom line is we know less than we will know <laughs> moving forward and we don't know very much at the moment. I, I, w- I will say this about Jalen Johnson um, as my final word on this topic no matter what happens, um, he's a dookie. Uh, we will always root for him. We will appreciate the time he spent in the program and the effort he gave to the program. And we will always have his brilliant start to the season, 19 points and 19 rebounds in his very first game. And we will always have him murdering that kid on Clemson. I can't remember that kid's name, that kid on Clemson that he, that he, kid, he that, killed. You should have retired. Yes, yeah, he yes. Stuck. He assassinated that poor boy on the floor at Cameron. That will always be one of the great highlights from this season. Jalen, we wish you well. I, uh, you know, this, it feels like this kid has the tools to be uh, a pretty significant player in the NBA someday. And uh, I, I hope he looks back on his Duke career fondly because I, I, I will, I will always have a soft spot for a player who did that on the floor at Cameron. And, Amen, to and murdered a guy,
1: so. Amen to that. Amen to that.
0: Anyway, that's going to do it for us here on this emergency episode of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. As we get more info about Jalen Johnson, we will come back. We also have a Duke game against Wake Forest coming up. By the way, Wake Forest has a Jalen Johnson on their team. They're like five other Jalen Johnsons in Division One, um, so there will still be a Jalen Johnson on the floor for that game. That'll be very confusing. What were the <laughs> odds? What were the
1: odds this season that Duke would play two games against Wake Forest and? only one Jalen Johnson would ever be featured right. in those games.
0: <laughs> pretty I crazy stuff. I was about that today, too. Yes, pretty crazy stuff. In any event, for Sam and Donald, I am Jason. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back after the weight game. We'll be back if there's other news about the Duke Blue Devils that you need. For now, here's the Duke Band to play us home.